my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon. Whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 329. And I uh, got a shorter episode for you today. Uh, a lot happened this week. I've been working on a film analysis. Uh, it'll come soon. I'm not going to promise when. I'm working on it, trying to make quality. Uh, and I really, as the week went on, I actually deleted some topics away from the show. I There's a lot in the news right now that I think is kind of stupid and not worth talking about and some nonsense. And I, I don't know. Despite the name of my show being Strong Opinion Sports, I don't actually try to give you guys hot takes. Uh, I really want to give you guys well thought out, informed opinions on what's going on in the sports world and somewhat informative, somewhat my opinion and kind of blur that line. Um, and I, I got four topics for you guys today. Now, I also want to, there's one more topic that I, I was in the shower before the show and Hank Aaron just died. And I, as I was thinking about Hank Aaron, like, what am I going to say? What do I have to say about Hank Aaron? I realized I'm woefully uninformed on Hank Aaron. I, I don't know as much as I'd like to tell you. I, I, I wish I could tell you, like, he was this, and I actually don't know a lot about Hank Aaron, and that's sad. That's honest. Um, and I, it made me kind of do some self-reflecting. Like, I want to do some research on Hank Aaron, watch a documentary or two, get to know him, learn about who he was, learn about his journey, his struggle. And uh, down the road, I'd like to do a topic celebrating Hank Aaron. Uh, his death kind of brought him to my the forefront of my mind. And I realized, like, I just don't know a lot about the guy. I don't know a lot about his journey, and so... Um, that's a topic I hope you can see soon. I'm excited for that. And uh, film analysis, man. I, I got, uh, let me tell, let me tease this. I got a film analysis coming, and I have the perfect shirt for that topic. I cannot wait. Um, and I, it'll be awesome. Like, keep your eyes peeled. There's going to be a film analysis topic very soon. And the shirt I will wear, oh, it's amazing. It's like so perfect for the topic. Uh, let's move into football. Um, this weekend is championship weekend. There are two games. We have the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship. Two games on Sunday. The earlier game is the Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. The later game is the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. And so the winners of each game are going to go to the Super Bowl. And uh, the question is not just who's going to win this weekend. The question really is which two teams are going to play in the Super Bowl two weeks from now. And... It's been a hard topic for me to kind of work on because I, I try really hard to remove myself and my, I, I try, it's a weird balance. Like sometimes what I want does not necessarily line up with what I believe is going to happen. I've had to really separate the Super Bowl I want from the Super Bowl I predict and believe is actually going to happen in my heart. So here's the Super Bowl that I really, really want. My dream of dreams, this is what I want to happen. I want to have the Buffalo Bills against the, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to say Green Bay Packers. I want the Bills and the Buccaneers. I want the irony, because I love it, the irony of the Buffalo Bills playing Tom Brady. It'd be amazing. Think about this. Bills fans finally thought they got rid of Tom Brady. Like, ah, he's out of our division. He left the Patriots. We're free of Tom Brady. Yes. And imagine they meet him in the Super Bowl. They're like, dang it. And win or lose. The poetic storyline of the Bills playing their old rival, Tom Brady. Either they win and they beat Tom Brady. And like, yeah, we finally got over the hump. Not only did we win the Super Bowl, we did it beating our old rival, Tom Brady. Or the irony of, can you imagine? <laughs> Buffalo gets to a Super Bowl. The last time they went to the Super Bowl, they lost four in a row. The, the Bills, people joke, it stands for, boy, I love losing Super Bowls. And imagine 
They get to the Super Bowl, the best year they've had in like 20 years, and you're so excited. And then good old Tom Brady comes in and he beats the Bills. Either way, it's an amazing story. That is what I want to see happen in the Super Bowl this year. The reality is, unfortunately, I believe the exact opposite is going to happen. I believe we are going to have the Packers beating the Buccaneers and Kansas City beating the Bills. So first of all, the Packers are rolling right now. They are like a machine. The team's got a ton of cohesion. They're better than they were last year. And the Buccaneers, despite the fact that I think they're a better team, they're actually better than when they played the Packers last time. Although last time, this time, it doesn't really matter. Like everybody grows as a team. And man, I, the Buccaneers still have a lot of moments that make me very, very nervous where they're on the wrong routes. They have busted coverages. I, I hope I'm wrong. I want to see the Patriots, the, let's say the Patriots. I want to see Tom Brady win and go to Super Bowl. To be totally honest, I'd love that. But Antonio Brown isn't playing. There's a lot of moments where the Buccaneers look out of sorts or out of sync. It's their first year. But even then, they're just undisciplined at times. And here is the deciding factor in this game, in my opinion. It's Aaron Rodgers running around behind the line of scrimmage. When he extends a play, when he runs around, keeping a play alive, he's unbeatable. We saw that against the LA Rams last week where there were a couple plays where Aaron Rodgers, pressure gets him, he escapes the pocket, runs around, keeps the play alive. It's deadly. You can't beat it. Tom Brady can't play like that. Aaron Rodgers can. That feels like the deciding factor in this game. Going to remind us a lot of the Packers-Cowboys game a couple years ago where Aaron Rodgers made that amazing play, rolled left, threw the ball along the sideline, a beautiful throw. And as I keep my hand, you know, if you saw my try to throw the ball. I don't throw the ball like that, but I'm trying to keep my hand away from the microphone. Um, and the Packers create a lot of big plays with great play design. I don't know that the Buccaneers defense, which the Buccaneers, I love them. But their weakness is lack of discipline. I don't know that they're disciplined enough to beat the Packers this weekend. And so I think it's a close game, a fun game. Aaron versus Tom, 12 on 12. Aaron Rodgers is 12. Tom Brady's 12. But unfortunately, I believe that for, you know, if you're a Packers fan, you're really excited. I think the Packers are going to beat the Buccaneers on Sunday. Now, Kansas City will beat the Bills. And it makes me very sad to say that. I love Buffalo. Uh, Kansas City's offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy has been in the running to become a head coach. And he's given a couple quotes this week, said some stuff. I go, oh, that'll turn your head. It's amazing. Eric Bieniemy, despite being in the running for multiple head coaching jobs, has not really been focused on that. He's been focused on the current objective, winning a Super Bowl. Now, part of that might be because all the coaching jobs available, maybe he doesn't think they're very good. He's like, ah, I don't want to go to a bad team. I'll wait till there's a better opportunity. But also... I truly believe that Eric Bieniemy is really focused on winning a Super Bowl. That's the, and that's just one guy. That's the attitude right now of Kansas City. They're all in. And I know the Bills are too. But to me, that says a lot. When you're offensive coordinator who has a complete reason to focus on other stuff, a career reason, he's trying to get a head coaching job, he's trying to move on. He's not deterred. He's focused on winning and game planning and working on stuff. This team in Kansas City is very, very hungry. They are, their defense is way better than people talk about or realize. They want some credit on defense. Patrick Mahomes, in case you missed it, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life and and beyond. Before I was born, even, he's still the best we've ever seen. I really believe Kansas City is hungry to, it's weird, they went 14-2 and and yet they're doubted every single week. They're tired of being doubted. They want to make a statement this weekend and I, I just think, when it comes down to it, End of the fourth quarter, close game, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? Who wins that game? I think Patrick Mahomes does. And so I think it's going to be close. I think it'll be fun, but Kansas City is going to win. We're going to have the Packers and 
the Chiefs in the Super Bowl two weeks from now. I want the Bills and Buccaneers to win this weekend. But the Packers have fewer flaws. Kansas City has more experience, a ton of firepower. And I believe we're going to have the Packers against Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Oh, but I hope I'm wrong. I, I so badly want to see Buffalo in the Super Bowl. How crazy and cool of a story would that be? That, that fan base, that city in the Super Bowl? That'd be awesome. And if Tom Brady goes to the Super Bowl again with a different football team, I'd be, I'd be so happy. I'd be like, yeah, all those people have said all those years ago. And for all those years, for most of Tom Brady's career, people have said, it's not just Brady. It's mostly on Bill Belichick. Well, if Tom Brady goes to a Super Bowl where he's on a different team and there's no Bill Belichick, it's over. That, that narrative is, it should be dead anyway, but it'd be pretty cool if that narrative died this weekend with Tom Brady going to a Super Bowl. That would make me very, very happy. Uh, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I love Tom Brady. He's my favorite player growing up. I'd love to see him in a Super Bowl. And uh, so I want Bills, Buccaneers. I think we're probably going to get Packers, Kansas City. I, I, and maybe I'm trying to remove my emotion too much and I'm picking the opposite of what I want. I have no idea. I'm a mix of emotions this weekend. I can't really tell you. I can't give you an objective view. I can't. I'm a flawed human who is biased and I'm a fan of football. I love football. And I, I want to see Bills, Buccaneers, but I think we're going to get Packers, Chiefs. And uh, you may or may not like my reasoning, but that's what I believe is going to happen. And I'm not a fortune teller. I just want a great game. I'm hoping for a fun time. hope you enjoy it this weekend. And that is my prediction for the AFC and NFC championships coming up on Sunday. Let's now shift gears to Detroit. Um, oh, boy. Um, the Detroit Lions have hired, well, I almost said Matt Campbell. The Detroit Lions have hired Dan Campbell to be their next head coach. He was an assistant head coach with the New Orleans Saints. He also was their tight ends coach. Now, I know very little about Dan Campbell. I actually did not know he was in the running to be a head coach this year. It's not a great year for head coaches anyway. There's not a lot of head coaches where I go, that guy's a home run. And if you're, of all the guys who I didn't think were very good anyway, you're the guy who I didn't even know about. That's kind of weird, kind of concerning. But hey, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. We'll see what happens with Dan Dan Campbell. Um, To bring him in, the Lions had to give him a six-year contract to show him some commitment because... Uh, of their past and you know Detroit has been known for firing coaches prematurely for not giving them a great chance to succeed and pulling the rug out from under them and so I don't think anybody wanted this job the Detroit Lions Houston Texans are two jobs that uh, Texans depending on Deshaun Watson and their quarterback situation a lot of people don't appear to want the Lions or Houston job and uh, I will say I think Houston did a good thing now they have to be patient they have to give Dan Campbell time to make it work and basically, any potential head coach of the Detroit Lions just doesn't trust the ownership in Detroit. They're like, we're not coming there because you're going to fire us emotionally, not really give us a fair chance. And if they ever want to get a great head coach years from now, even whether Dan Campbell is that or not, we'll find out. But if they ever want to rebuild their franchise, they have to give this head coach, Dan Campbell, patience and time to develop. Uh, and it really, I think, giving Dan Campbell, a guy who's not really well-known, who's not really in the mix of head coach, giving him a six-year contract really does show how bad the Detroit Lions organization is. Not because it's a reflection of Dan Campbell, because it shows they were almost desperate and they really had to heavily commit to get him there and get anybody there. Now, Dan Campbell played in the NFL from 1999 to 2009. Uh, he played tight end. And then he coached in Miami for six years. He was the interim head coach when Joe Philbin got fired. I actually thought when Joe Philbin got fired, Dan Campbell did a great job. He was actually, 
I thought could have been the head coach the next year in Miami. Uh, and then since 2016, he's been in New Orleans. And I, I just go back to in Miami, hey, he finished really strong as interim head coach. Now, I listened to Dan Campbell's introductory, introductory press conference, and here's what I heard. I heard a guy who was genuinely happy to be in Detroit. Uh, he's a guy who played in Detroit. He knows the city. He likes it there, which I maybe he's a crazy person. I don't find Detroit necessarily very attractive, but hey, he likes it and that good on him. And I, I have heard that downtown Detroit can be really, really pleasant. Very, very nice. Um, and he made a reference to Dan Campbell did in his interview, made a reference to biting a kneecap. And he basically said, if you knock us down, we're going to bite your kneecap on the way up. And then he doubled down on it, so he'll bite the other one off, too. And people were very, very hard on him. If you look up Dan Campbell on YouTube, all you see are videos of people slamming the guy, calling him an idiot, a meathead, all this stuff. Um, I am highly skeptical of Dan Campbell, but I will say at least the guy cares. At least Dan Campbell cares about his football team, wants to win. He's very emotional. I don't love that. I'd rather people make decisions that are more calculated. Uh, he's a bit rambling. He is a bit of a meathead. Like, straight up, he is. Uh, but I'm also, it, like, sorry he's not a poet. I don't, I don't know why people have, they, they found an opportunity to jump on something and be very hateful and find clicks and go, can you believe he said this? It's like, okay, come on. It's a metaphor. It's maybe not the best one ever. But we don't need to slam Dan Campbell as a stupid idiot because he made a bad metaphor. And I really think the heart of what he was saying was he just wants his team to be tough. And I, I, I love that. I think that's the right message to send. Now, I like his authenticity. Football is, for sure, not a delicate sport. I think players hear the message, hey, we want you to come in, want you to fight, want you to compete. Um, I think players like that. I know I would like that if that was my head coach. He also said, I can't guarantee winning, but I can bring you a team that will fight hard. I think that's awesome. That's the right attitude. And I, what I heard, when I heard him talking about, I want a team that fights hard, I heard the kneecap thing, all that. What I heard was, if you don't give good effort, Dan Campbell's going to cut you. He'll replace you. He's got no problem saying, ah, I don't know that you're a great fit for the Detroit Lions. You're out. And I, I like that. That works for me. And I know some players really, really like that as well. Uh, now, it's very likely that the reason why Dan Campbell is the Lions head coach is simply because he was the only sucker willing to take the job. He may fail. He may, he may be horrible. Who knows? I, I really, I don't know how you can look at Dan Campbell and go, clearly he's going to fail or clearly he's going to succeed. You can't predict the future. I don't think I can know. I don't know a lot about the guy. Um, but I do know that based on what he said, the language he's given us, his team is going to fight very hard. That's usually a good thing. He did learn from Sean Payton. He's better than the last coach in Detroit, and there is a real chance that it works. I don't, I don't know. I can't tell you yes or no. I lean towards I like his attitude, even if he's an idiot and might fail. Uh, but we'll see. And time will tell about Dan Campbell. I can't tell you. I'm not a fortune teller. Uh, but I, the press conference was definitely blown out of proportions in my mind. I think he's a good guy with a good heart who likes Detroit. And I really hope he gets the coach for four or five years in Detroit, and we'll see what happens. Now, if he's a complete dumpster fire and awful year one, if he's Freddie Kitchens bad like Cleveland was, um, you know, unfortunately, I think you actually still have to keep him because – you gave him a six-year contract. You have to give the guy patience. So uh, we'll see what happens. I, I like his attitude. I like what he's saying. He, he might be misguided. He might be a sucker. Who knows? But uh, we'll see what happens. Keep your eye on the Detroit Lions moving forward with their new head coach, Dan Campbell.
He also, by the way, he had a joke calling himself Matt Campbell. I like that. I thought it was kind of funny. The way he, he sits down, and, or I guess he stands up at the, the podium and goes, well, I had to convince everybody I was Matt Campbell, who is the Iowa State head coach. That's kind of funny. I don't know. I, I, like, I like the guy. Sorry. Like, we'll see. I think people are way too hard on him. Now, let's shift gears to Philadelphia. The Eagles have hired Nick Sirianni to be their next head coach. Uh, he's the former Colts offensive coordinator. First of all, I like the hire. Actually, and I know I was, I've been hard on Philadelphia since they fired Doug Peterson. Uh, I think likely hiring Nick Sirianni is a good thing for Philly. He's a good communicator. He's got good people skills. He's going to be awesome working with the Eagles quarterback room, whether, whether it's Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to be good for their quarterbacks. That's awesome. Uh, he learned under Frank Reich, who was the guy who had – Frank Reich is the most success. He's had the most success working with Carson Wentz that any coach has had. So if Frank Reich could do it, then maybe his disciple – Nick Sirianni could work well with Carson Wentz as well. Uh, I'm a quarterback guy, so I love the hire from a quarterback perspective. And I will say, I prefer Nick Sirianni to Arthur Smith, who the Falcons hired. I think, I, I don't know, I don't believe in Arthur Smith. I think that he had a lot of problems and things he needed to work on as an offensive coordinator. So that they hired as a head coach made me kind of baffled uh, and it felt weird for the Falcons. So I think they did better than Atlanta did, which is not a great bar, but it's good. I know that uh, Doug Peterson, it, just, it wasn't going to work. The players were mutinying. The ownership hated him. Like He had to come out. He had to leave. So Nick Sirianni, it could be worse. I like the guy. Uh, there are some, I think, pretty major concerns. He's never been a play caller before, which you go from a guy who's never called plays to being a head coach. That's a bit weird. Uh, he's never been a head coach before. That's also a massive jump. And, uh, you know, we will see. Now, I would have felt a lot better if the Eagles had brought in Brian Dable from Buffalo or... Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City, I would have been like, oh, it's going to work. That's great. But this appears to be a solid hire that's good, could be better, but could be way worse. So I'm, I'm okay with it. And uh, I think the best thing about it, hiring Nick Sirianni addresses the number one problem Philadelphia has, which is their quarterback position. And um, I, I go back to, though, the fact that he's never been a head coach before. I think he can design an offense. I, he's never been a play caller before, but he's learned a lot from uh, Frank Reich. He's, he's, been in the, he's been in meetings. He knows how to run an offense. Can he be a head coach? Offensive coordinator to head coach is a massive jump, and we've seen a lot of guys. Pat Shermer was a really good offensive coordinator in Minnesota. Terrible head coach in New York. Because you're a good coordinator does not make you a good head coach. There's a lot of things and you know man, things to manage and problems you've never dealt with before when you go from coordinator to head coach, and so – We'll see. I, I think it's an okay hire. Could be worse. Could be better. But uh, good on Philadelphia. The one thing they did with this hire, they got somebody to help their quarterback situation. Good on Philadelphia. I think overall, good hire. I like it. I feel positive about it. And uh, I've been hard on Philadelphia, but they did a good job hiring Nick Sirianni. And uh, good on them. Now, for the final topic of the day, let's shift gears to Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers have signed quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he got a one-year deal. Remember, Dwayne Haskins is a former first-round pick who got cut by Washington after less than two years. And he got cut because of a mix of poor play and bad decision-making off the field. He kept having COVID violations. He looked unprepared in games on game day. And after Dwayne got cut, this is kind of the, the biggest telling point about Dwayne Haskins is that after he got cut, Taylor Heineke came in and started a playoff game for Washington against Tampa Bay. And he showed more skill and more preparation in one game 
than any single performance Dwayne had put up in his entire two-year run with Washington. That's alarming. When you have a guy who's a first-round pick, uh, Dwayne Haskins, and Taylor Heineke, a guy who was not even a starter in the XFL, you shouldn't have the XFL backup playing way, way better than the NFL first-round pick. And I, either it shows that Heineke is way better than anybody thought or Haskins is not working hard, not prepared. I'm very concerned about Dwayne Haskins. And I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. Um, I, I really hope that Dwayne Haskins can seize the moment, can realize this is an amazing opportunity I got. He's really lucky to go get signed anywhere in the NFL again. I hope he works very, very hard. I hope he has a long career and he has great habits and is awesome. Like, I'd love to see a success story from Dwayne Haskins. You know what's coming next, though. My fear is that Dwayne really loves the attention and the money and the fame, and he likes that a lot more than he likes the part of working hard and preparing to be an NFL quarterback week in and week out. Uh, if it were any team other than Pittsburgh, I'd go, yeah, he's there, and he's going to get released after a week uh, of training camp. Here's the thing, though, about Pittsburgh. The timing is very interesting because it happened before the draft, which tells me that, well, we already know, Big Ben Roethlisberger is going to be the starting quarterback next year in uh, Pittsburgh again. And the Steelers then, because they have Haskins, likely are not planning on drafting a quarterback to replace Big Ben in this year's NFL draft. They're going to double down on Big Ben, draft him help, kind of the opposite of what the Green Bay Packers did by drafting Jordan Love way before Aaron Rodgers is done. The Steelers are like, we're going to hang on to Big Ben until he is a corpse and has nothing left. Then we'll worry about replacing him. And it's really a one-year tryout for Dwayne Haskins and, and Pittsburgh really to find out whether Dwayne Haskins can be the future moving forward or not. Um, I, I do fear that Pittsburgh is a bad fit for him. Like, because it's Pittsburgh, he's probably going to stay in the roster all year because they have nothing else. They're going to give him a tryout, see what he can do. But also, Pittsburgh, the locker room culture there, uh, we've seen a lot of hints of immaturity from Juju Smith-Schuster, from uh, the wide receiver room in general making comments and not respecting their opponents. And we've seen lots of things over the years from Mike Tomlin, their head coach, where I love Mike Tomlin. He's not exactly the most, <laughs> how do I even put this, detail-oriented coach in the world. And they have a lot of problems with immaturity in Pittsburgh. Oh, and now you're bringing in a guy with who appears to have an immaturity problem. I don't know that the Steelers are the right team to whip him into shape. He's also going from working behind Alex Smith, a very gracious guy. Alex Smith in Washington was happy to work with the backup quarterbacks. Big Ben, the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh, is not. He's not going to work with you. He's not there to babysit. He's not there to teach you anything. Big Ben is there to win football games and not worry about you. He doesn't care about you. You're his backup. And so because Dwayne's not going to learn a lot from Big Ben other than by observing him and watching his habits, I don't know that he's in a locker room that's going to really push him. And we'll see. It depends on what they demand from him. But I don't know that this is going to turn into Dwayne Haskins being the long-term franchise quarterback in Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be a year tryout. It's going to go okay. He's going to flame out and leave. Uh, but I hope, I hope I'm hope i dead wrong. For him, for his family, for his sake, um, I would love to see Dwayne Haskins succeed and do well. I'm just not sure that he will. But uh, I'm judging him on how he's acted in the past. It's possible Dwayne Haskins could change. And if he changes and has different habits in Pittsburgh than he did in Washington, uh, I'm judging him how he's been before. I can't predict how he's going to act in the future. If he cleans things up, has better habits, and works harder and is more prepared— then we can see Dwayne Haskins do very, very well. Um, keep your eye on that. Pittsburgh, Dwayne Haskins. I don't know that he's the guy long-term, but we will find out. Now, 
Wow, it's been 24 minutes. That's all I have. I mean, I don't have a long show today. I want to end with this, though. Um, I've been working on a topic. That's not true. I sat down to work on a topic about Aaron Rodgers, and I was going to call it I, I was wrong about Aaron Rodgers. And I sat down, and I watched the video I made six months ago, and I went, you know what? I'm making good points. I, I, everything I said, I agree with. So I'm like, well, I'm in a hard place because I said Aaron Rodgers was an elite. I called – I don't know. I don't know how I define elite anymore, I guess is the point. And I – we saw Deshaun Watson do really good stuff in Houston on a terrible team and have a terrible record. So what I learned from Deshaun Watson this year is that it's on a lot more than just the quarterback to win football games. And so I – Maybe I'll make a video about Aaron Rodgers. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a weird spot where I thought Aaron Rodgers had a great team around him last year, had a bunch of weapons, a good defense. And forever we've said about Aaron Rodgers, he just needs a good team around him. And he got a good team around him, and he didn't win a Super Bowl. And that, for me, was a very weird thing. Um, and I said, well, what about the years of Aaron Rodgers playing badly? Now, I'm, I'm way more forgiving of the bad years of Aaron Rodgers because— we saw an amazing quarterback, Deshaun Watson, with no support, do terrible. So if you don't give a great quarterback a good team and a good coach, you're not going to win a lot, even if that quarterback is Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. So I'm more forgiving of the bad years, but I still think it's weird that we continue to make excuses, after, you know, more and more excuses about, well, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a great receiving core. It's like, no, he's got a great defense, a great coach, got Devontae Adams, a good running game. Stop making excuses for Aaron Rodgers. And so I'm torn. I leave you with that. Uh, I'm recording tomorrow. Normally this episode would be, you know, have a bunch of Ask Zach questions. I wanted to record tonight and not wait till tomorrow. So tomorrow we'll have a bunch of Ask Zach questions. Look for that episode. I love you. I appreciate you. But um bum bam, we are done.